So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. And this is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. Right. So I just caution people because, yes, I've been canceled. A couple years ago, I was on Channel 5, and we did a story about a a young man named Michael Brown in Texas, um, a black kid who was accepted to 20 Ivy League schools and got into all of them. And we used to do this segment called Tuesday Talkers, and so it was myself and two other anchors, and one of the anchors was a black woman, one was white, and I'm white, and so we debated, you know, is it is it obnoxious, was the word that we used that really triggered people, that this 18-year-old would apply to 20 colleges, and is he taking up space for somebody else, and so... You know, we completely mishandled this this story. Number one, we made it about him, which we shouldn't have done because he wasn't the only kid of any race that was applying to all these universities. Many, many other kids did too. And we really didn't do our research. It was very last minute. This segment had been canceled that day, actually, ironically, the day we got canceled. So, (laughs) you know, no one, I mean, the truth is no one really did the research. I think a producer, somebody at the anchor had suggested, oh, let's just do this story. You know, is it annoying or whatever? And everyone's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause we're, we're getting done this, this segment anyway. So anyway, we did that. And then over the next couple of days, like, oh my gosh, Occupy, Democracy, everybody picked it up. And of course, working for Fox, even though I work for a local Fox affiliate, which does not have political affiliation with Fox um, News, people basically turned it into, you know, white Fox anchors attack young black man trying to succeed. So I've been through it. You know, I've been through all the death threats and, you know, people calling for my head and I should lose my job and, you know, all these things. And, um, you know, as soon as I realized what happened, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I get how people saw this as a racial and personal attack against a young black man that two white women are doing. So of course I apologized to him and I was like, oh my God, you know, I hear what people are saying. And, you know, the thing is, is I think people feel like we had this agenda to bring down this young black man. And it was like, we really didn't. Sadly, we were just poorly prepared, which is also bad when you're going on television. So yeah, but you know, I think that's where I have a lot of grace for people. Cause I think sometimes you you know, there's all kinds of circumstances happening in your life, right? Maybe you're in a state of depression. You treat somebody like, and look, there's a scale. There's various degrees, you know, sexual assault because you're depressed is not an excuse, but I want people to know if you put your content out there and then you even forget, you know, people are going to come for you. And it's like, I just don't want that to deter young women and young men of all backgrounds who are listening to this or at DC WebFest who are scared. Oh God, I did something in my past. Should I put my show out there? You should. You know, we're the other downside of cancel culture is the more we cancel people, the less power it has. Because then it's like, oh, okay, another day everybody's canceled. Yeah. You know? So I think we're in this tricky spot and I want people to keep using their voice, because I always say to my audience, I'm not going to say I've been in this business 15 years. I'm never going to say everything right. You know, and I'm not a journalist. I'm an entertainer that they've put on news shows to talk. And sometimes I step in it and you see this happen. You see 
political, you know, whether it's Charles Barkley or, you know, um, Alex, not Alex Trebek, but uh, Pat Sajak just stepped in it the other day. I mean, you know, you're on oh, TV. I didn't know about that one. Oh, he made fun of a man that had a speech impediment on Wheel of Fortune. Oh, no. So, yes. Did he apologize? Oh, my gosh. I don't even think he's apologized. Wow. So, you know, if you're putting your podcast out week after week, if you're doing an internet show week after week, at some point, you are probably going to step in it. But I think that's where we have to have the grace to go, okay, hey, that wasn't cool what you said. That sucked. Like, you know we, we got to like learn from this and keep going and keep putting yourself out there because we're all going to make mistakes. Again, right. there's various degrees. A Woody Allen situation is like a whole nother grooming situation. That's like another level, but you know, saying things that might be insensitive at times, I think it's hard not to do that when you're on a platform every single day, especially if you're trying to entertain or you're a comedian or, you know, it, or a podcast, right? Podcasters. We're not always, you know, and I, I don't know if you watched the documentary. I'll end with this because I know you have more to ask, but I don't know if you watched the Cecil Hotel. Um, I did. I did. did. Okay. That was interesting, right? I mean, that was you know, so webs- interesting and it brought are- so much to the forefront. Uh, sorry. Well, no, no, yeah. that, go ahead. I mean, that's the thing is like these web sleuths and I've been one of them. It's, it's, they do do a lot of work, good work, but then also the way they destroyed that young guy's life exactly. who was punk rocker, is like, okay, but there's no accountability for the, the man who sleuths. almost took his life. Yeah. Yeah. That I thought that that piece, and, and it was also interesting because I, it, it came up as like a recommendation and the algorithm knows me. I mean, yeah, like right? if you put yourself out there enough, like the, the robots are listening. Um, so they were like, hey, we think you're going to like this. And I was like, oh, that looks like something I would like. Thank you very much. And I was amazed at how good it was, but also shocked that it had not performed, quote unquote, better or more publicly, um, was not more publicly of note. And I think mm. that it was because it actually was very balanced. It wasn't just like web sleuths, uh, you know, tackle a cold case and crack it despite like 40 years of nothing which are shows and that I think are performing very well now yeah and certainly with the golden state killer and who doesn't love a story like that like you want to put your money into a story like that where the underdog wins but the Cecil Hotel was one where the underdogs had every best intention and you could see how they were making all of these connections Um, You could see why everyone was casting aspersions in all the ways that they did. It made sense. It was very human and there was logic behind it. But when you put all of it together, damage was done Um, and there wasn't really accountability. And it wasn't until this piece that I think that anyone actually apologized to that young man whose life they, he, he almost died. Yes. I mean, and it was, I thought it was very brave. A couple of the web sleuths did go on that documentary and said, yeah, you know, we really had it wrong. And it was, it was wrong too. I I can't even remember the guys, the punk rocker there, um, there, his name, but, um, you know, apologizing to him. Yeah. I mean, and that's to me like, right. Where there's that gray area of cancel culture in in this sense, like we have to just keep having these dialogues. And I think expect that people are going to make mistakes, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's what you do with them as well. Like it is very likely that just like you cannot always be funny. There are going to be days where you're just, yeah, you might, or, or whether it's something that in the past, um, before you had the words that you have now, and now there are better words that you, you know, you can drag things out 
into the light of day and they might not always be the things that you're the most proud of, but you still have to own them. Right. Yeah. And I think that the, that's what the Cecil, so Cecil Hotel bit did is everyone owned their crap. Yeah. Everyone owned their crap. And I thought that that was really powerful. I, I, I was with you. I did too. Cause I, I don't think you see that often, you know, like you said, you kind of see a lot of the stories where the web sleuths succeed and that's all great. And lots of times that happens, but there is times where they can completely target the wrong person. And then, yeah, you have an individual who nearly took his life. That part was really heartbreaking. Yeah. So also recommend going out and watching that if you're listening. Yes, <laughs> definitely. So um, if there's, I don't want to interrupt you, but if there's anything else that I've forgotten, please remind me, or if there's anything else that you want to make note of. No, I, I think that was terrific. I mean, cool. You know, uh, people can always reach out and find me. I'm on Instagram at the Sarah Frazier show. Um, that's the name of my podcast. That's basically my social media across all platforms. And my email too, is if you, if you want to reach out to me direct, I, I do love helping um, podcasters and, you know, young women and young men find their voice and, and keep going because, you know, I do think lots of times collectively as the internet or whatever, you know, people are kind of out to silence us all in some ways. So I love to help people through any of that. The Sarah Fraser show at gmail.com is my email too. And people are welcome to reach out. Excellent. So you beat me to the punch. That was going to be where can people find you on social? (laughs) So we just got that. That's awesome. And one, this is just a silly question. Yeah, ask Um, away. When I was, when I was like preparing for this and looking at it and I was like, oh, wow. Like looking at all of the things that you had done and all of the sort of mediums and messages like across the board I was wondering I was like what sort of adjectives did your in in your like grade school report cards what sort of adjectives did your teachers use to describe you oh my god oh god now I gotta think back um I know it's like it's it's like go back into like into a really long time ago um I think you know Probably bold, courageous, um, outspoken, um, you know, uh, oh my God, what else did they say about me? I mean, you know, too loud, um, <laughs> you know, um, but okay. So that, thank you for that. Cause I think that part of the bravado that sometimes men have and are rewarded for, mm-hmm. um, you will also, and so like too loud, but also bold and courageous, right? Yes. It's the same thing. One person's bold is another person's too loud. Yes. And I, for any of the women listening, one of my favorite books to read is by Marianne Williamson, who you may know that name because she ran for the Democratic um, president nominee a couple of years ago. Uh, but she wrote a book in the 90s called A Woman's Worth. And it's still so prevalent today. And it's really about how society, no matter what decade we're in, will really try to silence women especially women that, that put their voices out, you know, good or bad. And I think we really still see it in, in society now on both sides, whether you're liberal, whether you're conservative, um, if you're pro-cancel culture, anti-cancel culture. So I love for women to read that because I really want women to know that it's kind of this ongoing game in society. And if you can keep pushing yourself through that and be loud and, and own it and just be obnoxious and keep putting yourself back out there, you know, you will succeed. And one of my favorite examples of that is Joan Rivers, you know, and Joan 
was amazing and, and not politically correct. And, you know, kept going even in when she was completely blackballed in Hollywood yeah. by Johnny Carson, you yep. know, you know, she couldn't get on any network there for years. So, you know, I, I think that's, yeah, I want women to, to realize like, okay, society is going to come for you. You know, we all love like the buildup of a star and then we all, everybody wants to tear them down. Yep. So, you know, the sooner you can get your mental health around that and, and know, you know, and I, I think we see it now with men too. I think men are, you know, getting torn down as well. You know, I think that's just kind of the name of the game right now. Um, but I think if you can build your mental health around that and realize like, you know, opinions are fleeting and they don't m- impact, you know, they don't, they don't decide who you are. There's a lot of power in that place when you can come from that place. Absolutely. Yeah. And that definitely, cause I think we talked about the, the mental health kind of sanctuary that podcasting can be. And also the flip mm-hmm. side of people will come for you. There will Look, it doesn't matter. You know, we see it whether you're conservative or liberal or like I said, you know, I mean, I think this woman um, who's a former bachelorette contestant and, and, you know, she spent her recent career, you know, kind of trying to correct what she's done and she's still getting canceled. So, you know, it's they're coming for you. Uh, Taylor Nolan is her name, by the way. She, she's the recent one that's, that's now tied to the bachelor and she has a podcast. Um, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. And she's all about mental health advocacy. But anyway, certain ter- people went back 10 years ago, you know, when she was probably 17 or 18, pulled up her tweets and you know, it's not good. Yeah. So they're coming for you. They're coming for all of us. So it's like, you got to just keep finding your voice and mental health and realize you know, you can overcome and learn from things. And pe- and we're all human. Like every, I think people forget to, everybody screws up. Like no, you cannot go through life being perfect. Yeah. 